We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. special guest this week, uh, my friend Ant Wright, former basketball player at the University of Michigan and kind of my go-to guy for anything Michigan sports or college basketball related. And how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, man. So, obviously, Jordan Poole had a monster preseason game to kind of kick off the preseason, and he was excellent at the end of last year for the Warriors, and there's just kind of been a lot of hype around him this summer. And whenever I think of Jordan Poole, I kind of think of a conversation we had when he was drafted. You told me you thought he had a lot of hidden potential and it'd just take a little time for him to get there. Sure. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't know too much about him. Like I'd watched a handful of Michigan games, but I wasn't <laughs> you know, like locked in the way you were. So let's right. start there. What did you, what did you see when Jordan Poole's at Michigan? And why did you think he was going to, he had a chance to be a good player? All right. So his freshman year, um, what got me first is that like a lot of freshmen when they come in and they're not playing, uh, usually when they get those junk minutes at the end of blowouts, they'll go through the offense, do all that stuff. When he came into games, whether it's junk minutes or the, the team was up by 10, 15 points and he gets the minutes in the first half, um, he came in with the idea like, I am going to show people that this dude needs to play me a lot more, put me in the rotation. And you just saw him just every game, like he would come in, like he would come in and just, he would just make it work, whether it's making shots or he was, or he was like getting to the cup or he was creating for others. I mean, he was doing, he was doing so much. And I remember tweeting, I was like, I was like, I guarantee you Jordan Poole is going to get into the rotation in the next couple of weeks because of his attitude right now. He's ready. He's always engaged, right? Yeah. And then he got he got into his rotation, got into the role of being that spark plug, that microwave off the bench, right? And then in year two, uh, people looked for him to take that next step, which he did, especially in November and December where Michigan and uh, John Beeline basically 
basically made him like the second point where he was coming off screens and he was that three-level guy that you're kind of seeing now. He, right. he wasn't doing it at this level, right? But you could definitely see it. Like, he's got some juice. And I was waiting for them to really dig more into that January, February, March. But then what happened was um, Beeline took him off the ball because our okay. point guard, our point guard was very, very good. Um, he was someone that you had to play, but he couldn't really shoot the ball. Teams didn't respect him. So when Jordan was on the uh, ball. So like, like a traditional old school college. Yeah. Coach. Yeah. Yeah. So when Jordan was on the ball, the point guards man wouldn't always respect him being open and it jammed a lot of the actions. So JB took him off the ball and basically said, Hey, look to the point guard, like, Hey, look, this is your team. You do the thing. And then when it comes time for him to get drafted and draft homes and all that, the people are like, why is he doing this? Why is he doing and I'm like, look, shut up. He's getting drafted based off of what he showed in November and December. Teams know what went on during January, February, so March. That's, that's really interesting. I feel like no one was really digging into that. So you really think part of the reason he was kind of, let's just say under the radar, is like he was forced to kind of sacrifice his ideal role because that was just the best option for Michigan? Almost treated him like Duncan Robinson. Like, hey, go – you. If you guys watch the long shot pod, I'm like, sure. Duncan Robinson stuff is fantastic. You know, if you know, you go and listen to whether he talks about what happened at Michigan. Like, I get deja vu because the same thing happened to me. Like, yo, <laughs> let <laughs> let was, two guys was, play. Go, was Beeline the coach the when you played? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, you go stay in the corner and you wait for other guys to do stuff. And if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. All right. And you get maybe one or two plays, maybe every week. That's over the course of like two games. So that's what started happening with Jordan. He started being that guy waiting for the ball. And next thing you know, he's taking not great shots because he's not getting those same touches, those same reps. So when he's getting his, when he's getting the ball, he's almost in a point where he's like rushing and he's like, okay. If I don't get this opportunity now, right. then I get one for another three, four minutes, right? So his numbers became a little bit inefficient, and people were frustrated. Even Michigan fans, like, he's not ready. I'm like, blah, blah. I'm like look, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go to the league, and he's going to get drafted. I don't know where. Um, he'll go late first, early second. People thought I was crazy. And I'm just like, look, man, these teams are not dumb. Like, they are going to draft him based off of what he did against North Carolina. You know, what they did in November and December doesn't just go away, right? Teams know that that Jordan. I always feel like that's also like the hardest thing with scouting college basketball because it's such a different game than the pros. And like, yeah, like a guy like Zion doesn't matter. But like for (laughs) most for most players, like they can look a lot better or they can look, I don't want to say average, but like just not up to their potential if they're in the wrong college system or they're they're playing in a team that plays a different way like you, you just yeah. we see it every year there's a handful of guys who get drafted between 25 and 40 who in college were not not special I guess and then all of a sudden they pop in the league yeah exactly like uh my man's got drafted uh 
from Virginia, about six nine, six nine. Oh, had Trimmer, me- Trimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had mediocre. Go look at his per points per game. Very bleh. But yeah. but put put some context into it. He's playing in the slowest system in college right. basketball, and the worst, the worst concepts ever on offense and he's still a 50 40 90 guy in the acc that's why he gets drafted at six as a six eight six nine wing that's why yeah they might even that's a good point because like it, it was pretty clear trey murphy was going to at least carve out a role in the nba as like a three and d guy but honestly that that might be underselling him for example because it's like based on what you saw, I mean, who's really going to look all that special in Virginia system, right? Right, exactly. And then they're like, we're getting this guy who averaged 10, 11 points per game. Right. He was at Rice? What? It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, do a little research, okay? He went to <laughs> Rice, he was 6'4", right? He's He was 6'4", grew five inches in college, and he's playing in the worst offensive system known to man. And he was still super efficient. Golden State Warriors basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those office service fees that all the other ticket sites charge, which allows them to guarantee the best price on all of the NBA tickets. So listen to this, Sam. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for all the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference. Really? 110%? 110%. Oh man, of the difference in the purchase price. So as we all are, and as we'll get into into this podcast and for the next month, uh, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, all these guys that you're going to want to watch at the Chase Center this season, TickPick has you covered. All you have to do is visit TickPick.com slash LightYears and use the promo code LightYears to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors basketball tickets. Remember, TickPick.com slash LightYears. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So let's take this back to Jordan Poole a little bit. So you, you yeah. firmly believe, so you, you like the mentality from like day one. And by the way, the other, thing, one. The other thing about Jordan Poole, which I kind of overlooked until this point, but he was always young for his grade too. And that stuff tends to play more at the lower levels. Like, cause it's, you're just physically not as mature in most cases. If you're like the guy who's six, nine months younger and everyone in your same grade level. Right. Um, he, he came around pretty well. I, I guess I want to, I guess I want to take it in this direction with you. Um, do you think, do you think it's a, a thing for all Michigan players then who played under beeline where they kind of just are overlooked when they go pro? Um, I can't say that they're over, that they're overlooked when they go pro because mm-hmm. you know you have someone like, I don't know, like Tim Hardaway, he was still a first round pick. Nick Stauskas. Uh, <laughs> dude, I, I tell people all the time, look, man, Nick, Nick Stauskas went to the wrong programs. And sometimes that's all it is, going yeah. to the wrong team. I mean, look, imagine if Draymond got drafted to, like, the T-Wolves. Yeah, that's Where true. Where is he at? Ukraine? Yeah. And I mean, that's he's, no disrespect to him. Because him himself has said he was almost out the league. Because he was playing the wrong position, but who's patient enough and they were creative or creative enough, really? Like, right. I mean, who thinks like, you know, this is my answer to interior defense, this guy, you know, right. So. The six, 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 seven guy who right. doesn't stop talking. Right. Yeah. So, and I'm a huge Draymond fan, huge Draymond fan, but let's be real. Let's, let's take a step back and understand that if he goes to 27, 28 other teams, He's probably out the league in about two, three years. And, you know, and beeline guys, you know, there was the knock on don't draft them because beeline made them look really, really good. Right. And then it's like, after a few years, like, wait a minute. Might be the guys aren't that bad. Right. It's (laughs) like, okay, you see like Karis, you see what Karis is doing. Yeah. Tim is doing, you know, Duncan signs for what, five years, 90, what? Yeah. You know, after he does this thing at he's what 27, 28, he's 
he's pretty old too. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, but um, a late bloomer there. It's I don't know. It's a little weird because Beeline likes skill guys. Right. He likes high skill guys, and so they may take a little bit while longer because they have to catch up athletically, speed wise. Once they catch up with their bodies and that skill, they merge to, together. Now, now you get a much better NBA product. And and to be honest, that might play more so in in this NBA because this NBA is far more about skill than like mm-hmm. brute physicality the way it was, let's just say, 20 years ago. Like exactly there, you can get away with a guy who's maybe not as strong as as other people if he's got the skill. Um so let's talk about let's get let's get back to Jordan Poole a little bit here. So like clearly he he kind of was somewhat overlooked just because he wasn't necessarily in his ideal role the whole way through. What do you what do you think his ceiling is right now? Because I think he Ooh. I think there's a realistic chance he's gonna be the second leading scorer on the Warriors this year. Um Clay's gonna miss let let's just say 30 games, and he's probably gonna be minutes limited most of the season. Like I would imagine Clay is gonna you know, the back of his, like, uh, his box scores can say, like, 25 minutes a game, maybe averaging 14, 15 points just because they're just trying to avoid him re-aggravating anything, right? And sure. Wiggins, I don't think Wiggins is – he's just not a – I mean, he's going to score what he scores, but he's not going to be a guy who's going to, like, hunt buckets if he's feeling it the way that Poole or Clay right. or Steph do. So I think there's a but, real I mean, chance like- Poole might end up being the second-leading scorer on this team. With Wiggs, though, I mean, it's it's almost like you'll, like, watch the game and then see that Wiggs has, like, 20. You're like, how did he get 20? Right, yeah. <laughs> he just finds just quiet buckets. He's a quiet bucket getter. Jordan will hit you for 12 points in a matter of 30 seconds, if like, if he's really going. Um, ceiling, though, man, that's hard to say. And I was talking about it on Twitter with someone earlier today, and I'm just like, man – you know what? I think the Warriors are going to try to extend him next year. And unless it is a max number, he's going to turn it down. Jeez. And he's going to play through 2023. And I believe he's unrestricted, right? No, nah, he's restricted. He um, is? Okay. So they have matching rights. But you do bring up a good point, which is like, I mean, if he really does have a breakout year, he's going to be very pricey to resign. And they're going to be in a position of, do we want to have the world's you know largest luxury tax bill of all time, or do we have to work something else? I mean, we're obviously getting ahead of ourselves here. You know, they have um, to maximize him in the next two years with Steph. Right. Yeah. They have. They, to. I will say this: his he will be up for restricted free agency the same year Wiggins's contract is up. So mm-hmm. you figure Wiggins will either be retained on a lower number, or they're just going to let him walk that would open up some like like if Jordan Poole continues progressing at this rate i just can't see them letting him leave like even if it's a little even if it's pricey even if it's like we could Steph and Jordan Poole are a lot of fun to watch together but like yeah. i could see that being an issue in the later rounds of the playoffs cuz they're both kind of the same size you know Steph's 33 too right yeah yeah he's going to be 34 35 by then yeah by 2023 i'm not saying he's going to be out the league but no, you he's know, not gonna be out the league. <laughs> I, I, right, but you know, you only got what three or four years left, and you know, you're really gonna want, like you said, you don't want Pool to just leave your team. Uh, but it's we're gonna have ourselves. Them? 
do you see them? <laughs> do you see them extending him? And is is there a salary cap adjustment happening soon in a year or two? One that we don't know what's going to happen with the new CBA. So everything could be new in that way. There's potentially a salary cap adjustment in 2025. I want to say okay. that's when the new TV money theoretically comes in and where they could raise the cap big time. Um, gotcha. But, but back to the Jordan pool thing. So he, he's on his rookie deal. Rookie deals are four years and then he's an, he's a restricted free agent. So he's entering year three. So you are correct. If he continues progressing at this number, I mean, there's going to be teams who throw him a ton of money just to try to screw the Warriors. And then there's, there's always like 15 teams in the NBA who are dying for a lead guard. And he looks like he's progressing to be a potential lead guard. So he's going to have offers. Um, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just so excited to see him because he's playing so much more decisive. Like really it started at the end of last year and it looks like it's carrying over. You can just see it. Like the this confidence is looking yeah. to just kill like at every level, like, Oh my gosh. Like, Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Like he's, he is just getting to the cup whenever he wants getting to his midi whenever he wants to, he got range out to 30 pulling from 28 and Steve Kerr is just smiling. That's the, that's the wildest <laughs> part for me because like Steve doesn't even like it when Steph does that stuff, but he tolerates it. I think he's, I think he's truly kind of like, you know, and, and credit to Steve Kerr. That's, that's evolving as a coach. Like you, you kind of have to let your skill guys have a little more rope and deal with the fact that every now and then they take shots that you wouldn't have taken when you were coming up. Pool so, is a fireball and you yeah. don't want to put the water out, right? You just want yeah. to, you know, just contain it enough and yeah. you, you got to let those guys go. Yeah. And I think that was some of the issues that he was having his first year and a half because Steve was kind of trying to rein him in. And I, I don't know that he figured out like how to balance what he needed to do for the team and just playing his own game. And it's starting to come around. So I think it's going to be a huge year for him. And I really appreciate you. You got anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, hey, man. I'm on I'm on Twitter. I'm on YouTube. It's Ant Wright. Uh, I usually uh, respond if you ask me something, um, anything. And uh, holler at me on the, on the Twitter webs and all that fun stuff, man. Yeah, I hear you got some cool stuff coming out this year, but I'm not going to blow it up just yet. They're just going to have to tune in and see what's going on. Sure, sure.